Hello everyone and welcome back to Rootless. It is your host, Katrine Lungsu, here. I am back in Seoul for another week. You might have noticed that it's been about a month since my last podcast came out. And that is because I have been roaming around Southeast Asia. It's been a true adventure and I really didn't want to leave. I went to Indonesia for two weeks. I spent a week in Malaysia and then I finished off with a week in Myanmar. And it has truly been the travel of a lifetime and I can't wait already to go back. But enough about that. It wasn't meant to be a month. I'm not going to lie to you. If you've been a listener of this podcast for a while, you'll know that I tend to do this where I think I can do everything, but actually I can't because no one can. I brought around my microphone on my holiday to record introductions and so forth for more podcast episodes, but of course I didn't have time to do it because I had a million other things to do, such as enjoy my holiday. Anyway, I'm here now, I'm back in Seoul appropriately enough to record the last intros for my Seoul season. So the interview for this episode was actually recorded back in December with Brian, who was also a guest on episode four. So if you haven't listened to episode four, can I just suggest that you go back and do so? Just to get a little bit of background on Brian, a little bit of background on his business ITA, which guides visitors around Gangnam and fosters learning experiences between foreigners and Koreans here in Seoul. So please, if you haven't listened to that, please put this episode on hold, go listen to episode four and come back a little bit later. And when you have listened to that episode, you will know that the recording for this podcast actually took around three hours. I met up with Brian. He was such an amazing person. We had so many things to talk about. Hence, why I need to make it into two podcasts and not one. And this episode is going to focus on Brian more personally, and specifically his perspective on feminism here in Korea. Feminism is an incredibly, incredibly sensitive and complex issue here in Korea, especially the conversation surrounding it. And I think that Brian did an incredible job sort of explaining why it is so essential that we take the sensibility of this issue really, really seriously when we try to have conversations about feminism. He did a really good job of explaining the history and why the generational gap has such a huge influence on the conversation. He really laid the ground stones of fostering a good conversation about feminism here. So I think it's a really, really useful conversation for anyone who ever wants to speak about feminism in Korea. So I'm not going to speak too much more about it because I think Brian has done an incredible job explaining it. I'm just going to let you listen to this episode. Enjoy! Oh, but actually, before you do that, just in case you haven't listened to the previous episode, Brian and I recorded this on the stairs in a little park in Gangnam. So if you do hear any bird noise or people walking by or anything that sounds like distractive outdoor environment, that is definitely true. Just so you keep that in mind when you have a listen. All right, now I'm serious. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard this 1995 rootless flight to Seoul. Please fasten your seatbelt and stay seated until the seatbelt sign is off. On behalf of your captain, Katrina Lunze, and the cabin crew, we wish you a pleasant flight. We have now reached our destination, 
soul. So before when we were in the cafe, you were telling me about how you, you feel like you're partially allowed to be yourself here, mm. right? And, and earlier when we walked into this temple area, you asked me about my journey with kind of exploring feminism. Right. And I remember um, when we were first having um, kind of correspondence, you told me, which is something that you're the first Korean person that's ever told me, that you're a feminist. Oh, really? Yeah, and I have several female Korean friends. Mm. Um, and I just thought I need to talk to him about this. Oh yeah, of course. Because that, first of all, you're, because I think feminism is perceived very differently in Korea, and I'm going to ask you about that in 30 seconds. Um, so the fact that you openly declare yourself a feminist as a male mm. is quite surprising, mm. quite unique. Mm. And um, before we get into that, I would love to hear your kind of perspective on feminism in Korea and how it's perceived. Well, thanks for the question, Katrine. And, and I, I know that we may not go into everything that um, we want to discuss, right? Because it's such a delicate topic in Korea, and it's and it's um, it's a vast. Um, there's a vast uh, amount of conversation happening about it. Mm. So I have all these thoughts in my head, but you know, I. I've, I don't know how many hours, how many days <laughs> we, we may have to have to get many to that. Years. How many years? <laughs> but uh, your question was about my take on how it's perceived in Korea. Yeah, like what do you, th you know, when you say femini feminism to a, an average Korean person, what do they think? I think, um, although it makes me sad a little bit, I think feminism nowadays in Korea has that negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Um, which it being making things uncomfortable mm -hmm. way more than it should be mm -hmm. and in Korean um, communities and society um, stability is an essential value mm -hmm. um, and we feel safe with that stability with the history that we have um, where a lot of wars happening in, in our own uh, land. Mm -hmm. And I get that uh, because feminism really shakes things up the way it is. And we are quite comfortable with the way it is in Korea. Um, but it is a country that has experienced so many changes in the past many decades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, earlier when we were talking, a thought came to my head. We're like a startup because yes, we have uh, fifty-five thousand years of history, mm -hmm. but in modern uh, democratic world, what we have seventy, eighty years of history. Yeah, and we're still growing. We're still um, trying different things to make it more of a just and fair society, and. Um, I think that's where the controversy comes with the, the ideas of feminism, where it tackles these traditional values and say, hey, we've been like this for so many years, but let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. This is problematic. One of the issues is um, how women are treated in the workforce. 
or how the, the, the expectations that we have on women, on traditional roles of being a wife, um, um, the ideas of having babies at a certain age, and the roles they have to take as a mom, you know, and all the, uh, how do I say this, gender roles that are tied to women and men. But how do we have a productive conversation about this? I think that's what we are getting into mm -hmm. in today's Korea. Right now, it is such a delicate topic because we've seen um, a huge Me Too movement happen last year. It was a storm in all the industries. And um, I'm going to stop there because I, I, I want to hear your questions. So, so do you think that the Me Too movement was perceived as radical? In a way, it was a radical movement mm -hmm. because um, people were silent about that, right? About all the things happening with um, sexual harassment and assaults um, in a professional setting and uh, personal uh, uh, areas as well, right? Um, what I mean by that is in, at home and, and in, with among friends. And, and I think until the Me Too movement, a lot of women you know, knew that was happening, but you know, also a lot of men knew that was happening, but they just take it, took it as it is, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's happening because it, it's the way it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was radical because Me Too movement is not just about, um, you know, um, tackling um, gender issues, but it's also about tackling corruption. Yeah. It's about tackling the, the, the hierarchy um, that we have in, in um, Korean culture um, with very much of a military um, culture um, pervasive should I say in, in, all, in all areas of um, communities in Korea so yes it was radical um, people would assume and that's what I would say about that do you think the average Korean person, and I'm not going to say average Korean anymore because it's such a, a generalization of the population. Of course, of course. This is going to be my last question about that. Of course. Is a feminist. Could you say that one more time? Do you think the average Korean person is a feminist? No. No. Why? I guess maybe at heart they wouldn't agree. Um, let me say that again. At heart, they would agree and they would value the gender equality or gender equity, should I say. Mm -hmm. But I don't think average Korean would describe themselves as feminists. Not because it is against their ideas and their morality, but it's because the negative connotation it has. I've seen a lot of um, social media posts saying that they talk about gender issues in a very gentle way but at the end i see comments in korean that says oh by the way i'm not a feminist 
And that breaks my heart, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I've had this conversation in the military with my guys. And they say they respect women and they um, value feminism. And they say that feminism is important. But when I say, would you consider yourself a feminist then? And they say silent. <gasps> and, and that tells you mm. we care a lot about how we are perceived uh, by the so uh, societal expectations. And, um, and I think in, on that matter, average Korean wouldn't go out and say, um, actively say, oh, I'm a feminist. So feminism is a, is a kind of activism here, I guess, then? Very much so, very much so. So this is exactly what I wanted to get to, this whole uh, stigma around the word feminism in Korea, which is, which is what I was not surprised, but which is what overwhelmed me the most when I tried to start this debate about feminism, because mm. I have very progressive, very liberal friends Korean friends and they I remember one of them said to me she was mm. like but Katrina I don't understand why you're a feminist you know and, and I, I I explained to her why why I was and why I am and and she said yeah but in Korea that's not feminism and I was like okay so what is feminism in Korea and she said um, feminism in Korea is it's those it's those women out on the street, the, the Me Too movement. That they they have short hair, they don't shave in protest of, of men. It's it's kind of taking men's place in society. And I told her from my perspective, feminism is not taking men's place in society. Feminism is having the same place as men in society. How how do you, how how was your experience of that? Then? <laughs> well. To be honest, you know, I think there's such a, I, I have to say this over and over again, because I, I get caught up in myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, kind of um, projecting my thoughts and experiences in America, learning about feminism, and that applies so differently in Korea. And I, and I should remind myself that I'm in a different culture, different values. Um, and so the, the talk about feminism should be different. For sure. Um, but I think it's very fascinating because there are a lot of, um, it's, it's a combination of a lot of different things. Korean culture is, uh, how to say this, there's a lot of competition going on in Korea. We don't have natural, natural resources. So, you know, we've got to work hard with what we are given. And you um, do and um, with what we can create and so competition is what you would find in Korean education in the market you know and I think that gets to even in a conversation of feminism where it's a competition in a way where it's not about coexisting it's not about collaboration <sighs> but it's about taking one's place or position and I personally feel like that's not really what it should be all about. And you know what? Some people complain about radical feminism and I think it has a different definition in Korea because what I've learned about radical feminism is that they defy the concept of gender. You know, they go beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they talk about going out of gender system. But 
here the radical feminism has a different meaning um, and oftentimes that's what it is perceived as when they say the word feminism where it's about women who um, you know um, how do I say this who refuse to be um, you know considered as like a traditional um, um, women right mm -hmm. and uh, they try to be above men or uh, take their uh, uh, how to say this rights and their uh, privileges that's not always the case and, and that's where the conversation gets really interesting Brian, have you have you seen the new movie that recently came out, the born in 1982, Kim Ji Young? Yes, I have. I've read the book. I've watched the movie as well. Oh, Brian, you get better and better. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess. because I, I, um, well, first of all, not a lot of men went to see that movie. Statistically, if you look at the stats, please in enlighten me. Only 20% of guests to the movie was men, mm. which is a bad statistic, obviously. Mm. Well, not, we don't, shouldn't say bad, it, which is an interesting statistic. Mm -hmm. um, and you read the book as well. Mm. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to see the movie mm. because I haven't been able to find it with English subtitles. Mm. But I'm, I really want to see it. And once it gets um, dubbed, I will go and see yes. it. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around this movie. Absolutely. Have you, have you heard about that? <laughs> have I heard about that? You know, that was all. Uh, that's that's everything that I could find on the news. Honestly, I, 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 some of those who are listening to this podcast may be thinking, you know, maybe he's exaggerating. Actually, I'm not. No. Um, when you look at the the, the ranking news, right? Um, like from top ten, it's all. It was always on one of those top ten, multiple ones about it. Um, I don't even know where to start. When you read the book, actually the book is more, I think it's always the case, but the book delves deeper into those issues, um, gender issues, should I say, in Korea. The, the, the movie was great, but it was also a little bit softer. Do you think the movie has been that. made softer on purpose to not offend people? I am not sure, to be honest. I am not sure, but but the fact that they took the step to to make it a movie already—that's that's a big of a step they're making already, that's, right? That's so, big, yeah. uh, and then all the hateful comments the uh, the actors and the actresses they got just being just participating in the movie—it's it, fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. um, and. Yeah. Do you think this movie is considered to be a radical feminist statement by Koreans? Talking about radical feminism? Not necessarily, but uh, I can see how uh, the public would see this as, <laughs> as, a, as a part of the radical feminism. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Um, I, I can only tell you my experience yeah, and course. my feedback and you know I watched the movie and I thought it was a really well-made movie it's very touching in a way um, and the, one of the reasons why it talks to me 
is because I talked to my mom about her life. And she says, you know, one of the things that really um, stuck with me, or struck me, was a few years ago, I asked my mom randomly about her dreams. And I said, and I asked her, um, well, what was your dream growing up? And she took a couple of moments and she told me with a blank face, she said, I don't remember my dreams. And that is really the essence of this movie. And so that's how I approached it, right? I come out of the movie and I thought, oh, this, this is really, it gives me a lot to think. And, and you know, I think movies and the books are inspirations to think deeper about these issues. Um, but I remember uh, one of those people who watched the movies making a comment. I overheard. I couldn't, I couldn't help. Couldn't help? I couldn't help. And she said, hmm, yeah, this movie was, it was, it was, it went too much. Oh, it went too far. It went too far, sorry. She said, oh, it went too far. You know, I would have done it differently. I actually, um, I don't think it's, it's that hard to have a child, to raise a child in Korea. And that surprised me, right? And I think that puts me in a weird position. Um, which I was asked multiple times, why do you care so much about feminism as a man? You know, and that's a difficult conversation to have um, with um, my counterparts being being women. Um, and, and, and you know, and I try to be very careful with that because I didn't live their experiences. I, for example, you know, I asked my mom multiple times to go watch with me. Really? To, to, for this movie. And, uh -huh. and she said no many times. And she eventually didn't. And, but after watching the movie, you know, how dare I to, to insist watching this movie with me? Because maybe she didn't want to go through that, no. watching the movie again, you know, of, of her life and before her eyes. And, and maybe I didn't, that's not what I, what, what I thought, you know. Um, about so, um, yeah. That's very poetic. That's the movie of her life. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I gotta respect that. So yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Not only my, my first uh, feminist Korean friend, but also my first mm. feminist male Korean mm -hmm. friend. Yeah. Which is quite courageous, I think. Yeah, well, I don't think it that way. I, I, and I try not to think it that way because... Well, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it, sh it, yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And uh, I think um, it's fascinating when we have a president who um, was pretty outspoken about it and, and publicly stated that he is a feminist president Wonderful. and and yet there are a lot of things um, that we have to talk about um, what it means to be a feminist in korea and, and what he meant by that um, and the same thing for uh, all of us i guess but i guess it, it comes back to what you said earlier as well which i thought was really interesting that you have like south korea has gone through 
so much stuff. Mm. So the, the feminist movement in Denmark started about 60, 70 years ago. Mm. But 60, 70 years ago, mm. Korea had other major issues that they needed to deal with. Exactly, right. So, so that's why obviously it's coming later, mm. but it is coming. Mm. And that's the most important thing. Mm. Korea is going in the right direction when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I'm reading a book right now um, by Bell Hooks, um, who is a prominent feminist scholar. Oh, I I'm so sorry I forgot the title. It's no Planet Simulator. Feminism is for everyone or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, all the things that she talks about or she breaks um, into about American feminism and how it's developed, because she's talking about it, she's talking about the past, right? In the past tense. I read and I think, Oh my gosh, I'm making notes right now, and this is mm -hmm. about Korea right now, on this matter, on that matter. And it's so interesting to see that it reflects on um, the modern conversations that we're having today in Korea, which happened decades ago in America. So you're right, we're taking um, steps um, to, to more of a just co uh, community. And we'll see how it goes, but... Um, with no pain, there's no gain. Very true. It is true. And um, I'm heartbroken that um, I know it's a blanket statement, but all the things, all the pains that every Korean has to go through, mm -hmm. um, a lot of Koreans has to go through to make that happen is, um, yeah. It's, it's, it comes back to the thing you said uh, before as well with the with your mom, like the generational divide, because it is a new generation and you mm. guys are the ones that have to carry forward this movement. Mm. And it is going to be, you've come a long way, mm. but it, there's still a lot of work for your generation to do. Of course. And, and I think um, for me as an educator, that's something I, ta I think about a lot, mm -hmm. you know. How can we prepare the next, well, my generation, but also the next generation, to have a productive conversation about this? You know, um, and so that I think about. I think um, to going back to uh, what you brought up for generational conflict. Um, I actually read the newspaper the other day about um, breaking down. Um, um, a survey mm -hmm. which they make every day uh, sorry every year I misspoke every year um, what's the biggest societal conflict and what is the biggest societal conflict and for the past many years it was always generational yeah you're on record uh, I know I'm gonna record it was always generational conflict that came first and for the first year last year or was it this year? I don't remember. It was gender conflict. That was uh, when the Me Too movement was rising, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see um, that it moved on from generational conflict mm -hmm. being um, talked about as the, 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 the most, um, what's the word, um, permanent or, or yeah. most obvious um, conflict in Korean culture to, to the gender conflict. 
but it's great. Just the fact that it is on the agenda. It's on the agenda. It's so important. And that means that you're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And what's on the agenda now? In terms of? Social issues. Well, I, th I think we're still talking about gender, right? Um, with the movie coming out, mm -hmm. um, the Born in 1982, Kim Ji Young. Um, and um, it continues to be a topic. You know, when you look at Korea right now, um, we have the lowest birth rate. We have the um, lowest uh, marriage, even dating rate. Um, <laughs> sorry, there's... So there's a man sweeping leaves in front of us, but I'm sure you guys can distract from it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, with all these numbers, and we, we have um, the fastest... Um, aging mm -hmm. um, phenomenon so with all of these data coming through I don't I don't think we're gonna move away from from um, uh, the, the, the conversations on gender anytime soon we're now just having we, we're now just starting so um, we'll see how it goes mm -hmm. but you and I are witnessing a uh, um, uh, uh, um, how do I say this uh, revolutionary time because we're talking about um, um, a lot of changes we mm -hmm. see with the North and South Korean uh, relationship um, with military um, there's a lot of change going changes going on with that um, this year we didn't uh, I think it was the Air Force or, or um, some parts that didn't meet the quota oh, really? that they were ha they were yeah supposed to have um, because we don't have enough men to serve in the military and and by the way that gets where feminism the conversation gets really interesting right um, because all Korean men have a duty to serve in the military for two for me it was two years now it's a year and a half um, but it's compulsory mm -hmm. for Korean men and so um, with all the changes happening I, I, I look forward to having more conversation about this. Me too. Brian, it's been absolutely wonderful to speak to you. You're incredible. Oh. And I could sit here in these beautiful surroundings in this like at this temple and talk to you for ages about this. But unfortunately, you have to get on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> so it, but do I. it was my pleasure and So that was the last part of my interview with Brian. What an incredible man. I definitely learned a lot from having this conversation with Brian and I hope you did so too. So if you are more interested in feminism in Korea, I will put some links in the show notes, of course. I will also link you to Brian's business, Itah, which he has just created. So go and follow this young entrepreneur on Instagram and social media. I'll put all the links in the show notes, of course. And please, if you like this program, do give it a like and subscribe. And if you really like it, which I really hope you do, please give us a little review so I can hear your thoughts and feelings about this. I'm always open to any input and I really like to hear from you. So please do comment. And lastly, if you are interested in feminism in Korea, please stay tuned because the next episode's guest, Beth, 
will be chatting to me about her experience as a Korean cupo, which if you don't know what is, please tune in to episode one, where my first guest explained this in detail. Anyway, my next episode will be covering Beth's experience as a Korean dysphora, coming back to Korea to discover her roots and struggling with feminism here in Korea. She's now researching multiple different levels of feminism in Korea and she's a co-host of a podcast. But more on that in the next episode. So do stay tuned. Until then, you can always visit my website for more information, blog posts, or just a roam around. It is ketrinelungsu.com. Bye! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board this 1995 rootless flight to Seoul. Please fasten your seatbelt and stay seated until the seatbelt sign is off. On behalf of your captain, Katrina Lungsu, and the cabin crew, we wish you a pleasant flight. We have now reached our destination, Seoul. <laughs>